Surely God does nothing. <laughs> Let's see if it was a secret. <laughs> so he servants the prophets. You see, you have to finish the verse properly. Uh. Does it say pastors? No! <laughs> okay, no, but right. go on, finish explaining uh, about the social media thing. So welcome to today's episode of the Arise podcast, guys. Myself and Sean were literally just discussing about how that in the body of Christ, you can have people comparing themselves to each other. Mm. So you have a worship leader comparing themselves to the person who's leading prayer. You Mm. have the person who's leading prayer comparing themselves to the pastor. You have the pastor comparing himself to the prophet. And then you have a lot of disorder and dysfunction because people are now trying to operate in things that they are not called to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of these things can stem from a sense of needing to feel uh, necessary. Yeah, people want to feel important. Yeah, precisely. I'm sure you can give an example of one. So we could have, like, maybe a worship leader, for example. Right. They lead on worship. And then maybe they did their quiet time that morning and they had some powerful revelation. And they start trying to, like, (laughs) preach. (laughs) We've all been there. They start trying to like preach and it's like yo like lead us in worship but please and <laughs> hand over the mic to the next person <laughs> people think we're deep but we're just being honest <laughs> we're saying what you're thinking when you're experiencing it <laughs> i remember being at university and a fellowship leader gave me the opportunity to stand in front of the people and minister right. i remember i was like 18 at this time mm. and then what happened was I people were different people were leading prayer points mm-hmm. so it came to my turn so I led two prayer points and at the time I knew because she had told me that I have the freedom to prophesy and all those kind of things if I want to mm-hmm. I saw a picture of a Indonesian flag in my mind right and I just heard in my spirit Indonesia mm-hmm. so I looked around and I saw all black people and I was like there's no way that anyone from here is from Indonesia so I was a bit confused Mm -hmm. and so over in the corner I saw a girl who looked like she might be from that side of the world Mm -hmm. so I must have asked I was like I saw a picture of an Indonesian flag but obviously everyone here is like black black (laughs) is there by chance anyone from Indonesia Mm -hmm. and she said she was from Indonesia Mm -hmm. so I proceeded to release the word which was something to do with um, experiences that she has in the night when she's sleeping and things like that right so and this girl was like yeah so this this and she started explaining it oh, i don't want to explain on the podcast but she started to explain to me how what i was saying made sense so from there i i just continued flowing mm-hmm. in that same spirit you flowed, you flowed. <laughs> <laughs> i continued flowing in that same prophetic anointing that was in the room and i mm-hmm. kept on like prophesying to different people mm-hmm. from then when, when the evening closed I, just to make this point as well I remember whenever I would finish a prayer point mm-hmm. everyone would look at me like with this gaze of amazement as if right, like right. God is in this room right, right, right. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself that wow like every just this links just back earlier to what we we're talking about mm-hmm. and links to what we're talking about today in general that everything has its place right. in terms of there's a time for prayer there's a time for the teaching there's a time mm-hmm. for this and that but anyway, what I proceeded to do was I went to the fellowship leader and I was like, we need to do this kind of prayer night every single night. <laughs> Her in, in in a state of, you know, being more mature mm-hmm. was like, we can't do this every night because 
it didn't really fit with the dynamics of our university and various things we just couldn't do it every night right and so she explained this to me and i left really frustrated because i was like no this needs to happen every night and we need to do this and we need to do that and i was like no like this isn't right x y z and um from then onwards what i had to learn was even when we're in fellowship when we're you know having our weekly meetings i can't just get up and go and start doing whatever i want to because i feel a prompting from the spirit yeah there's a time and a place for everything Mm -hmm. and that idea of a time and a place for everything is what we had going into our rise we knew that young people needed the word as this core foundation um to become stronger and better christians that's right and so we 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 made a commitment we had a lot of conversations Mm. going into a rise when it was formed that we're going to make everything a focus around teaching the word of God Precisely. as pure as possible. That's right. That makes sense. And I think we need to remember that we shouldn't place too much emphasis on a particular way of doing things or a particular manifestation of the gifts. Um, but there's balance. Yeah, there has to be balance in yeah. everything we do. So yeah, let's get into it. So 10 years ago, we didn't have the problem of social media. Mm. 10 years ago, the average person wouldn't log on and see things that made them feel depressed. Yeah. If someone's 24 years old today and you compare someone maybe 20 years ago who was also 24 years and they had the same career, maybe same degree, same life situation. Yeah. The person today will be far more depressed. Yeah. But then don't you think that it's a problem that someone is depressed because of seeing what someone else is doing so let's suppose that what people were were showing on social media mm-hmm. is actually real and is actually true yeah should that be something that should make you depressed surely it should rather make you feel motivated absolutely so then there's a there's a, a problem with the lens with which we used to see people's lives that's a good argument however there is also another factor to it the truth of the matter is we as human beings aren't perfect and That's right. when you have social media that always presents the best of everyone right now before you make a post you're going to make sure your, your hair is done yeah. your trim is on, on point yeah. you wait you plan your next picture in advance yeah. <laughs> because you're trying to make sure you present the best of yourself mm-hmm. and that's what happens with a lot of things that we do see on social media like for example you can think someone is really doing some big business yeah. doing a, a really a part of a really big movement yeah. and it's all just for show yeah. they're not really doing things most people aren't really doing much yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. and most things that are worth doing they take time to do we move exactly <laughs> <laughs> we move <laughs> yeah but no sorry god no, no shade no shots like obviously no do, do your thing but yeah. like it's just, but just do, do you know what I mean so yeah. it's like a lot of times we, it's, it's just the appearance of doing something or achieving something yeah. when there's nothing being done at all mm-hmm. and what that does leads us to do is to think that we're not doing enough mm. because other people are Yeah. and then when you start putting the work and then you start trying to make a change or doing something you don't see let's say tangible immediate results yeah. you start to think that maybe you're not good enough yeah or maybe you're the, not supposed to do that uh, precisely and, and that's the problem like that. with things like social media yeah a lot of times i, I will come across um uh, sometimes on youtube i will come across because i was quite a late person to join social media even yeah. now i barely use it yeah and um <clears throat> i think um like i compare myself before i started using it and mm. now and it's the, the other day, for example, I deleted social media for like a whole day. Yeah. And after about... A whole day? No, 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 no. I mean, like, yeah. I deleted it for... No. <laughs> like a whole day, like it's a year. <laughs> I deleted yeah. it for a day, right? And then um, I did, after deleting it, mm. for about 15 minutes, 
um, I would pick up my phone consistently because yeah. like at that time I really didn't have much to do I was, I was really preoccupied with so many things in my mind yeah. I would turn to social media as a way to, to escape the situation that I was dealing with if yeah. that makes sense yeah. so it would, be a, it would be a form of escape I wouldn't have to think about the real world scenarios and I could just have a laugh at the, new, the latest meme do you know what I mean mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now like it's 21 Savage yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that as well. Some of these from like Brixton or something. Some of those memes are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Savage, the 21st of his line. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know. By you the can... way, 21 Savage is an American rapper who's being deported back to the UK because yeah. he overstayed his, his um, visa. Allegedly. Thing. Allegedly. For those, for those who, who don't know. But Allegedly. But yeah, so, you know, it would be, be a form of escape. And after about fifth, half an hour, I stopped touching my phone. Yeah. I couldn't touch it for I forgot my phone really existed. Yeah. And I was able to be productive. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of my time when I was what I was like before I even really used social media because I'm, yeah. I'm not really interested in stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um the, the 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 point is is that we have too much focus on what everyone else is doing and not enough on ourselves. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10:12, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise mm. and he says this because we don't all have the same starting point right you see in in uh, matthew i believe 25 yeah we read about the parable of the talents you see that one person was given two talents mm-hmm. and came back with a hundred percent interest yeah next person was given four talents and came back with a hundred percent interest that's mm-hmm. double mm-hmm. next person was given one talent mm-hmm buried it came back with nothing mm-hmm. and i think that that's where we have a problem when people bury their gift because they see it as insufficient wow god measures success differently to the way that we do ah his estimation of success is based on what he's invested in you mm. when you're playing a card game you're dealt a set of cards and you play the game with the cards you're dealt the best you can mm-hmm and you don't have a better strategy than to play the game the best you can with the cards you're dealt. Mm-hmm. And that's how we need to see things. We need to put things in perspective and focus on using what we have the best we can. In regards to comparison, because sometimes it can almost be inevitable, compare yourself to who you were yesterday mm. so that you can put things in perspective in terms of self-development. So as you were saying, in regards to the parable of the talents, how is it that we can identify what God wants us to multiply? I think it would all start with identifying the seed that's in you. Mm. The moment you're able to identify the seed that's in you, you can understand how to be fruitful. You can understand how to get around the right environment that will cultivate what's in you and give you the chance to express it. And Philemon 1.6, it says, to, to paraphrase, it says, identify what's in you and it will help you to be effective in using it. Mm. so we need to be able to identify what's in us be conscious of it Mm -hmm. and we'll be able to be productive and effective in it right so then how would one identify such i suppose i'll say that you pray about it Mm -hmm. you look at what people compliment you on what Mm. do people around you say because remember people around you are almost like a mirror observers they can exactly they can see how you are they can see what you're good at they can see your strengths and your weaknesses they see what you do involuntary yes Mm. and sometimes your parents can see it ah sometimes you can find out through self you know Mm self-actualization so it depends really but ultimately the safest way to Mm -hmm. 
sort of pursued an understanding of what's in you is to seek God about it. Absolutely. Isn't it always? <laughs> the disciples are of a spirit of competition in Matthew 20. They asked Jesus, when you are exalted, which of us will be able to sit at your right hand in heaven? And Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? Mm. So they didn't understand the sacrifice that was necessary for him to be exalted. What he was really asking them was, are you able to make this sacrifice that I'm about to make? Are you able to be nailed to the cross, pierced in the side? A lot of the time, people don't realize that when someone's in the spotlight and they, they, they're shining, the same light that's making them shine is also producing heat. Wow. There's something that they're enduring in order to remain who they are. Wow. The light and the heat are inseparable. Thank you for listening to the Rise podcast. We've grown so much thanks to your support in the recent weeks. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat. Watch out for all updates on our upcoming events. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast too.